unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on 105.3 FM 107. Oh, I got that one wrong. See, that's what happens when we learn new numbers. 105.3 FM New Orleans. Okay, All right. Right. not bad, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> got me, caught me a little confused there with the new numbers. Yeah, we got new numbers. So, um, good evening, guys. This is where we good discuss evening. anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with Sean Kelly, Jason, I, and Petro. How's it so going, guys? Happy oh, not bad at all. Not bad at all. So, uh, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed that I had to go to work on Monday because the aliens didn't. Well, I knew that would. Well, <laughs> there's still some strange things that are happening. <laughs> there's still some strange things yeah, that are Sean, happening. Sean, you know what's up? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, to go to work, to work too. Yeah. Well, um, well, we had that big internet outrage today all across the country, major businesses, and there were some really big UFO sightings. So. I don't know, guys. Right. I think it still could happen. <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible <laughs> that big outage was caused by hackers? Well, yeah, Just asking. Uh, definitely. It could be caused by hackers, but it could also. Well, be. there's been all that stuff with the Russian hackers lately in the United States. Yes. Yes, and it could be. Just give them some good vodka. No, well, <laughs> guys, it could be something on the moon. You never no. know. And That's what I heard. I was reading up on that. That's pretty crazy. It could be something the on the moon. Yes. And nobody better than can tell us about the moon and some unusual things going on is Constant Victoria Briggs. She's an author and a researcher of cosmic, metaphysical, spiritual topics, specializing in space and moon mysteries. You know why I like the moon? Why do you like the moon? Why do you like I the was moon? born on a full moon. Like a oh, there you go. I and vampires, born. too. Vampires. Yeah, I was born on a full moon. Isn't there and, a full moon tomorrow? Yeah, coming up the 24th, I believe, Saturday. So Ooh. I usually have some strange occurrences on myself that happens on the full moon. And you guys mm. know that from the past. I can go from highs to lows in a matter of a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real quick. Real quick. So, so does he, any of you either have like... Uh, like just all kinds of bad luck whenever there's a full moon, just like stuff doesn't work or just. Yes, you know, definitely. We're going to, we're yeah. going to find out more from Constance. And um, I want to say also, she is the author of the encyclopedia of moon mysteries, the encyclopedia of unseen world, which you guys are familiar with and the encyclopedia of angels and the encyclopedia of God. And if I missed any other ones, I do apologize, Constance. Welcome to chase and Pro uh, prophecy. Jane. Oh my God. I'm having some serious problems. <laughs> problems welcome to chasing prophecy constant uh, thank you thank you hey welcome aboard thank you can sorry about that intro like i said it is coming up on the full moon and seriously i know you would know more about that i've had some crazy things my mood swings on the full moon and you know how the moon is it regulates a woman's cycle it regulates the tides so um tell us about um how did you get into this moon um and you know mysteries how did you get into this topic yeah so uh you know i i i was surprised this was a a, a surprise topic uh, that appeared in my life. Um, I had been studying, you know, things like angels and, and life after death and, uh, you know, near-death experiences and, and those sort of things. But I've always had a love and a passion for the idea and the feeling and in an in inner knowing that we're not alone in the universe. So, uh, you know, I sort of uh, veered off from my, my spiritual studies and um, I was, you know, as I was doing my research, I came across some, some interesting stories about the moon. 
And I, I had no clue a few years ago when I started this research um, that there were so many weird things going on with it. So um, as these stories, you know, came across my desk, I even had a story. I had a story of angels in the cosmos and a strange lights on the moon. I just, like I do so much of my research, I started throwing them into a pile. But it was when I came across a book titled Our Mysterious Spaceship Moon by Don Wilson, I think that, and this was written in the 70s, and I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it, but I think that opened, that opened my eyes um, to the fact that, you know, the moon doesn't just have a few uh, odd things about it going on. There is a whole lot of weird anomalies uh, with our moon. And the more that um, I, I, I read Don's work and then, then a, a few other people and some of NASA's material from, from, I believe the astronauts went up. I know a lot of people don't, but I believe they did. And when I went through this material, you know, I just started a mess, you know, compiling these stories. Um, and, uh, you know, just one thing led to the other. Um, of course, we all, like many people, you know, I love the moon. I love looking up at the moon. You know, I had enjoyed reading tales about the moon, but this, this was a whole other thing because, um, you know, what I've come across tells, you know, seems to me that, you know, there's something, there's something going on up there and, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal. What do you think it is? Honestly, oh, that's a that's a good starting question. You know, okay, so I I've studied. You know, we'll get into it. Strange movement, strange lights. Um, I I think something's up there. What it is, I don't know. Um, yeah, I honestly, I think that there's someone on the moon, but I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, but I really do think that um, there's someone up there. Yeah. What about the, remember uh, a few months back, a show we had where we talked about like the man on the moon and um, there was those images that popped up that looked like, you know, that there was previous civilization there that created like almost like statues out of the rocks. Do you remember that, Jenny and Sean? Yeah. Yeah, that was Mars. Was that Mars? Mars. yeah, it was Mars. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Mars or the moon. Well, he talked about the moon too. <laughs> having, um, he wrote he wrote a couple of books on the moon um, about the space stations. Um, Constance, do you know Mike at all, Barra? Did you hear any of his work? Oh yeah, yeah. We're published, you know, by the same uh, the same publisher. Uh, he's got some amazing, you know, stuff out there. And one of the reasons I wrote. Um, the encyclopedia of moon mysteries as opposed to uh, a narrative is because there's there's just a, a, a large a collection of books on the moon and it, each uh, author seems to have his own kind of you know specialty where Mike's was it, a lot of it centered around those amazing structures that he found in his pictures um, so yeah, I'm familiar with him, but oh, I wrote the Encyclopedia of Moon Mysteries hoping that people would start to open their eyes a little bit and not feel like they have to read, you know, the, the 10 and 12 and 20 or whatever books on the moon to get the information. I wanted them to take these stories and some of them reference Mike, in fact, and um, take it as a jump start to your own research. If you want to learn about, you know, more of those structures, there's a lot of ruins and structures, as you know, from your, your past show that have been found up there. Um, maybe to kind of take those little pieces and um, go off and, and maybe get Mike's book or maybe get um, Richard Hoggeland's original works on it. Um, my research has gone even uh, a little bit further than uh, the structures I've gone into and, and the lights, but I've gone into um, more of the histories. I've tried to get into the stuff from the ancient past um, as far as the philosophers, you know, and where the moon came from. I'm working on a new book, in fact, trying to um, connect the, what I call the ET connection with, with planet Earth and, you know, wonder if some of our own history, you know, for mankind even may have touched and started uh, with the moon because there are some mm-hmm. stories dating back into an- the ancient past of uh, us having a connection to the moon as well. Constant, what do you, um, I was looking through your book and you mentioned that there are satellites um, 
extraterrestrial satellites on the moon. Could you explain uh, that a little bit? Did I use the word satellites? Or uh, you yeah, you, you said, well, I'm sorry. Um, it's the home for the uh, extraterrestrials and a natural satellite. What do you mean by a natural okay. satellite? Okay, so what I what I said is that the moon is, is not a natural satellite according to some people's theories. And uh, there are stories, there is a story that goes back to the ancient past. So this is my favorite theory. First of all, we do not know specifically definitively where the moon came from. We don't know, uh, you know, there's been a lot of theories out there. You know, we've got the capture theory, uh, the uh, fission theory, the uh, big whack theory of how different ideas of how the moon got started. But the scientists don't really know where it came from. And so one of the things that I wrote about was these various ideas. And my favorite one was the idea that the moon is not a natural satellite. Um, this, this story originally came to people's um, knowledge uh, in the 1970s when two uh, Russian uh, scientists uh, came forward after looking at NASA's data that the Apollo astronauts brought back. And they came up with their conclusion that uh, the moon is not natural. Um, that it did not have, yeah. Have you heard that, Sean? I see you looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just read something up on that, um, that they sent, I forget, from 16, 1969 to 1972, there were a lot of astronauts that went up there. And um, first of all, they couldn't find no other civilization that was up there. And um, they also come to uh, the thing where, they they were just I don't know it, to me it was like a government conspiracy where they had to keep their mouth shut you know what right. I mean and uh, they so they really didn't get into detail but what fascinated me the most as I was doing my research was they're claiming that the moon was actually made from molten lava have you ever heard of that no I have not heard the molten lava theory yeah, I know I, I've, I've heard that it's got you know maybe some. But, I mean, it hasn't, um, yeah, no, I don't know much about the molten okay. lava theory. But okay. no. um, I will tell you what the Soviets found from looking at the data. They said that the, the, uh, the elements that the moon are made from are so strong and so hard that it appeared when they tried to dig into it, they couldn't. Um, and it appeared that it's... Um, was designed to be able to withstand radiation and fire and meteorite bombardment that if ever the moon was going something a spaceship was going to be created that this would be these would be the materials the you know uh, these hard materials that it would be made from and on top of that um, they looked at the fact that when meteorites um, that the craters are not very deep they're all kind of shallow no matter how wide or you know how small they are, they're all approximately the same size. Of course, which shouldn't be if you've got a heavier meteorite than the other one. It should be making a, a you know a, a higher, a harder, deeper dent. It, it doesn't do that. Um, they looked at the fact that you know the astronauts had crashed uh, the ascent stage, for example, uh, into the moon, and we've all heard the terminology where they said the moon rang like a bell. Or well, what they yeah. they didn't really mean that people take that literally. It didn't sound like a bell ringing; it reverberated. And even and um, so, the scientists said that shouldn't have happened. And I, I have found in my talking about this that people kind of you know they kind of laugh at that and say, oh, you know, the moon rang like a bell; it reverberated. Ha ha! You know, the, those people saying that are crazy. But you know, it came from NASA. It came from NASA scientists at the time. They did it more than once. The first time it happened, they said this shouldn't have happened. They were astounded. They were flabbergasted. It should not reverberating for, you know, an hour. And then the next time, you know, or even a longer period. So the Soviets said this thing looks like it's hollowed out. Just like NASA, some of the NASA people had said, it seems like it's hollowed out. Their theory is the spaceship moon theory. They said it appears 
that this thing was created. And if it's hollow, it, you know, it maybe have engines in it and, and, and um, it may have had uh, extraterrestrials in there that got into this thing and it was sent across the universe and placed in the vicinity of Earth. It is the most craziest idea you could even begin to imagine. But then they were saying it's the only thing that fits all of these moon mysteries going on up there. So they believed it and they published this article in Sputnik magazine and it took off. And people looked at their data and they compared it to what they were saying to NASA's data. And they said, yeah, you know, maybe that could be. Um, so they, they said there could be, could be now or maybe there have been in the future and they're not there now, something that brought this thing into Earth's uh, vicinity. Now, on top of that, we have, and I, I'm going to try to keep my train of thought and not lose this. We have a story that came out of um, that came out of Africa, many you know, an, in ancient times, an ancient story of their creation moon story. The Zulu people of Africa said the moon was created by a by two brothers who took uh, a planetoid, and they they referred to, they called the moon an egg. They used that analogy in their story, and they said it was an egg that had had its yolk removed. And these two brothers sent this uh, egg across the universe, and that's how the moon became where it is. And for me, I found that incredibly interesting, considering what the Soviets had already said. Now. This is something else that I, I found uh, in connection to it and amazing. We have uh, writings from uh, ancient philosophers, Plato, Aristotle, and others, and also some cultural traditions that said there was a time in Earth's history where there couldn't have been a moon in the sky. There not couldn't have, was not a moon in the sky. Which for me, when I found that story, I was really surprised. I mean, I was taught that Earth couldn't survive without a moon. There's at least one scientist that said, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not true. Earth can survive. People, life can survive. It wouldn't be like now. There would be, you know, upheaval and some chaos, but it doesn't mean life couldn't be here, and it doesn't mean the moon would have been rolling around. And they said, look at Mars. Mars isn't rolling around, and Mars has, you know, two very small moons. And so the theory is that these uh if there were beings that brought the thing across the universe and parked it here, that they may have put it here to stabilize the Earth and to, you know, cause Earth life on Earth uh, to progress. And there was one other thing. Um, there was an there's an ancient writing in uh, Bolivia. We call it the Sun Gate of Tianaco. And on this gate, um, on these ruins, it says that the moon was brought into Earth's vicinity and about 12,000 years ago. And when this thing came in, um, it caused chaos on Earth. It caused, you know, volcanic uh, uh, earthquakes and storms. And, you know, that coincides with a lot of a number of other storms that are known in history, you know, of mankind. So, wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Jason, you're quiet. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I actually had a couple. Um, so I was reading up on something that a lot of people believe that the moon was created about four and a half billion years ago when an asteroid the size of Mars hit Earth during its forming, and then it blew off a piece of the Earth and created the moon. I want to see what you, if you had any thoughts on that. And also with the uh, talking about how the moon was reverberating, Mm-hmm. Um, scientists say, you know, that the moon has what they call moon quakes, similar earthquakes that can mm-hmm. last up to hours uh, due to the gravitational pull from the planet Earth. So I wanted to see if you had any like thoughts on those. Um, so you're referring to the giant impact theory. And um, some people refer to it as the big whack theory that this uh, planet uh, smacked into to Earth and cause part of the Earth uh, to um, to uh, spill out into the universe and form this sphere that uh, became our, our moon. But the problem with that theory is that the science doesn't match up 
um, if that were the case, there would be more of the um, earth elements and the moon elements lining up, and they don't. So they've really discounted that, and I'm very, very frustrated when I hear the students in school being taught that that's how the moon was created when it's not true and people haven't, um, they're not up on the, the current uh, science. And if you go to the NASA website, it says um, pretty much that, you know, that, you know, that's a theory. That is not a fact. So uh, the rocks don't line up, the material that they brought back, you know, the dust and everything, the numbers are not the same. And they know that the moon is, is kind of strange. I did talk about it you know, in, in more detail in the, in the book. And um, the book really is, I call it mysteries because we don't have any um, proof of, you know, what the answer, we don't have any answers. So I always call mysteries, you know, um, they're still asking, you know, what is it? What is it? As Isaac Asimov said, what is the moon? What was your second question? Uh, you were talking about how the uh, moon was reverberating and um, they say that, uh, the moon has what they call moonquakes, similar to earthquakes, due mm-hmm. to the gravitational pull from Earth. Mm-hmm. I want to see what your thoughts were on that. You know, would that explain the reverberation that the uh, they were picking up from it? So the reverberation, um, specifically, my understanding. I'm not a scientist again, um, but you know, it was because they smacked this thing into it like. It was the equivalent of, you know, of a bomb, a a TNT bomb hitting it. And it reverberated because it was smacked, you know, so hard and it wasn't, you know, dense enough. It's not dense enough in there for it to to not shake. There are moonquakes. And it's my understanding from the research that they can't explain those moonquakes and they're trying to figure them out. They're saying that these quakes come from, you know, deep within and they're not sure what's causing them. And they, you know, there is a theory that there is something in there uh, that may be some kind of machinery that may be actually causing these things. I list, um, you know, the different ones in the book, but they have no answers. They're still trying Mm -hmm. to figure out why there are such things as moonquakes. But the moonquakes were separate from them smacking the moon with something. Um, Interestingly, you know... uh, as far out as it sounds that there may be someone living in there, someone, uh, someone has said, you know, the moon is, um, they use the analogy of the moon being inside out, that everything that's on top of the moon should be inside. They think that there may be people, uh, ETs living in there that, at least on my theory, that there could be in there and went in there um, to escape the moon elements and yeah they could have that that uh, machinery in there causing moonquakes yeah especially since you're saying it sounds hollow you know they think it's hollow that would make sense you know what if there is something inside there and it's just that outer protective shell you know that we can't get through yeah you know, to good get to good the that was good yeah the other the other thing is they're talking about uh starting a colony on the moon as, as you know it's all over the news yeah. and one of the things they're talking about doing is uh putting people in what they have, they're calling, you know, lava tubes and crevices in, in, in the moon. And um, so that should tell people something. They're obviously finding large areas somehow in the moon that are unoccupied and they're like, oh, we could take that. And, you know, that would protect any colony from the, the uh, coldness of the surface and then the heat of the surface. So they know. And, and also they have seen the astronauts saw, you know, these, um, openings inside of the moon um and also there was a report that the craters are bottomless now i don't know how they could tell i don't know what kind of cameras they took but that was one report from the astronauts that you know some of those craters they you know just look bottomless so there are holes you know going into the moon yeah i was going to ask you about uh, apollo 13 about what they saw and is there anything else that they saw? Apollo 13, um, you know, each of the Apollo missions on the way to the moon, I just want to say. I mean, I, we, okay, I just want to make sure we have, yeah, you, you spoke about Apollo 12, uh, 10 and 13 in your right. book. 
Right, yeah. So I, I just want to say before I forget that each of the Apollo missions on their way did see UFOs or strange lights on their way to the moon. Every mission. Um, Apollo 10, I think, had one of the most interesting stories for me, and that, and they all had interesting stories. But so Apollo 10 was a kind of a rehearsal uh, run for Apollo 11, where Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, you know, stepped foot on the moon. That whole big historical mission. Apollo 10 was the you know forerunner, and on their way, the uh, the two astronauts. Um, in the uh, lunar module, uh, you know, they had to leave the command module and go down at the trial run, and they got as close to the moon as they could. On their way, they had a technical problem. Um, something went wrong with their equipment inside. Um, they couldn't get this lock to move. They got stuck in space, and they were trying to talk to uh, ground control and get some advice. How can we move? We're in trouble. They're talking to uh, the command module. We don't know what to do. We're in trouble. They're trying every avenue that they could, and they didn't know what to do. They see this thing outside of the, the little capsule window go by. It was a UFO. And um, not very long after that thing went by, uh, the equipment started to work again. Uh, so once they were able to contact ground control and say, you know, it's working fine now, everything's fine. You know, we saw something, we don't know what it was, but everything's fine now. Ground control said continue with the mission. When they got back, the story is that they were told not to talk about it. And, um, but the feeling was that whoever, whatever this was that passed by, actually helped them uh, to, you know, return, to continue their mission and to return uh, to the command module. Wow. What's cool. the, uh, what do we think about, you know, we're talking about there's potentially, you know, maybe there's ETs living inside the moon and residing and have a whole colony. What if, you know, what, what do you think about if this is true and the only reason we're seeing them is because they're like kind of monitoring what we're doing you know, seeing what we're doing with the planet, you know, because maybe they have future plans for it or something like that. Is there any, is that any possibility? So, you know, interestingly enough, that's uh, some that's something that I'm, I'm going to elaborate on. I've got a new moon book coming out. It is not an encyclopedia, it's a narrative. And, you know, I talk about, um, I'll be talking about the hypotheticals. And one of them is, it, they're, you know, first of all, there could be uh, these extraterrestrials living inside of the moon. Um, and they could have uh, some connection to us by way of, A, they did come across the universe, perhaps park themselves here, either to help humankind on planet Earth, or maybe they were escaping some kind of uh, you know, a sun explosion or some disaster on their own home and came across and they're there for that reason. Or if they came across to escape, they, um, they some of them may be living there and some of them, who knows, may have come in, in into to Earth for whatever reason and whatever form they are. I mean, when we look at UFOs, the UFOs go back to ancient times, you know, of reports. When you look at um, ancient art, even, you know, coming forward, even middle evil art, you see, you know, UFOs did this thing, you know, come in here. And I think I mean spaceship or the moon come in here, bringing people uh, some kind of beings and they're still there. And some of them are here or oh, and are they there to watch us? Because maybe they have that connection. Maybe they let some kind of beings come in here and they're watching or they're watching because they brought it in here to help us in their monitoring our progress. It certainly appears that we are being monitored because I'm telling you every one of those missions that went up, 12 men walked on the moon, every one of them saw 
something on the way. And then one of the missions, and excuse me, but there's you know several of them, and I get the numbers mixed up when I'm when I'm talking like this on the air, and I don't want to keep referring to the book. But one of them, I don't know if it was Apollo 17, but they had two astronauts following them from uh, takeoff. From takeoff, there were two right here, close, and followed them up. So to answer your question, I do believe. Uh, there could be beings there monitoring us for our progress. And maybe they had something to do with, you know, the whole creation thing. There is a story. I mean, I don't know if your audience are familiar with the whole Anunnaki story in the Sumerians. It's a quite a popular theory of, you know, of how mankind came to be. And then there are people who think that the moon has some connection to them. Um, there is a story that Adam who was uh, named Adapa, A-D-A-P-A, excuse me, in the Sumerian writings, was um, talking about the moon a lot. And there was a thought that he may have actually been uh, created on the moon. He may have been the first moon on the moon, man on the moon. When we're, um, the first man, man of humankind may have been created on the moon. This is uh, a story that, you know, is out there kind of fits that Sumerian story. And they said he all, he prophesied the moon. He, pro, he was a prophet of the moon. Could our whole creation and the Anunnaki have started there? Could that be where they created people to bring down, you know, these Anunnaki were extraterrestrials. They were gods to us. And they were said to have created mankind from, uh, you know, DNA of, um, of um, I don't know, uh, apes on earth are uh, some of the Neanderthal. I don't even know the, the correct name. I apologize. But the uh, beings that they found here walking the earth that were similar to man, they were not homo sapiens, homo sapiens, sapiens, but they used them and combined their DNA and created humankind and made these helpers. The story is that they may have started on the moon and sent them in here. Could they be still there and could they be watching us right now? Well, that's, amazing. that's intense. That's intense there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Threw everything out the door. What I learned growing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. So how come we didn't have the end of the world on Sunday from aliens like we were supposed to? You have. Good question, uh, Jason. <laughs> and and the question, there's another question. Are these little, um, and I shouldn't say little. I keep referring it to them as little because of the name. They call in them uh Tic Tacs? Yes. Is it the Tic Tac? Yes. I don't know. I don't know where that name Orange came from. Orange is my from. favorite. <laughs> but uh, could they have anything to do with the moon? You know, there is a there is another theory um, that the moon could possibly be some sort of way station. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't even get rid of everything I've told you. It doesn't uh, mean that none of the other stuff happened. It means that. Uh, in the process of all of this, there are other beings that may have discovered the moon and are stopping through there, are stopping by there. If you look at the stories of the contactees, uh, some people believe that contactees are for real and some don't. But if you take them seriously, there are a few that have said they've met extraterrestrials, they've traveled in ships, and they've traveled to the moon. One of them said they saw ships coming in and there was bartering going on from elements from the moon. They were switching out supplies with other extraterrestrials. Could the the um, UFOs that we are seeing here have any connection? Are they coming from there? Are the Tic Tacs coming from there? Are the boomerangs and the cylinder-shaped mm -hmm. uh, UFOs coming from there? It kind of makes sense because the moon is so close. Right. You know, it's a way station. It's yeah. A, it's a, yeah, and not only that, but we, you know, um, we've been, but we've only looked at um, less than 1% of the moon. It's huge, you know, back in front. Yeah, I mean, are equally as large as North America and all the, 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 the places on the side. We haven't seen everything up there. And as one host said, interestingly enough, they said, you know, we could go up, they could just turn off the lights. You know, we haven't we haven't explored it in, in great detail. We landed, 
you know, a few times and we stayed in, in that area. I mean, you, all of us have traveled somewhere else in the United States, right? right but yeah. we haven't seen it all. We no, haven't seen it all. Good point. Good they point. say good we only point. see one, the same side of the moon all the time, too, so that leaves the total dark side. Right. You know, it's never been explored because we're only seeing the one side of it. So who knows? There could be something on that side that we don't even know about. You know, yeah. I hear they want to put or... it. I hear they want to put some kind of like, not a telescope, but some kind of antenna over there on the dark side to see what they can pick up on mm-hmm. what's it's over there. Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. yeah I've, heard about, I've heard about that antenna. I'm waiting. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm if, waiting. if a child tells us you, like a, you have a child, and they said, what makes the moon glow at night? What would you say? The sun? The sun? <laughs> yeah. I'd say the sun. The sun, yes. Because okay. it's it's like when you look at that big ball and it's so, it glows like a, you know, like a, it's like a star. Yeah, you know, it's beautiful to yeah. look at. It really well, is full amazing. moon start early on Jenny. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it has started. It's, you, well, you know. If you, if you um, believe in crystals and stones like that, a lot of people who do crystals, they put all their crystals out on the full moon. Yeah, I did that charge, too. It actually charges their stones up. Yeah, and, some big ones over yeah. there. I should get them. Yeah, I've got them too. You know, there are uh, some other glowing going on the moon up there some of the uh the craters you know have been uh right. you know been uh, so there's a whole i don't know if you're aware of this there's a whole thing about lights on the moon it's called right. transient lunar phenomena and what i find the most interesting of, about this is is how we you know besides them being there is how we we discover them first of all transient lunar Phenomena, also called lunar transient phenomena, you can look it look it up. Nice. It's a strange. Oh, look at that! Nice. Wow. Holy wow. crap, girl! Yeah. Damn. No wonder you got aliens coming to your house, honey. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! Oh, I've got oh. one of those. Mine goes. Oh, Mine goes. Oh. <laughs> oh man! I got coffee. I got <laughs> I got my crappy iced tea here. <laughs> <laughs> so um so they have seen lights moving across the surface of the moon since the, the uh, age of the telescope that it was first created. They've seen lights moving, they've seen things that look like something that looks like shadows, fog, um, lights in all different colors, shapes and sizes. Sometimes they'll see one sphere that lasts for a few hours, sometimes there's five. And they don't know what they are, okay? Mm-hmm. They can't explain them. And this has been going on for many years. So um, NASA created three different catalogs uh, trying to uh, keep track of these things. And the, the most popular one uh, came out uh, just before the moon missions. And uh, the theory is that they were watching them because they were sending people up and they wanted to know, you know, what the heck, is that we should be monitoring them and looking at them. So you can get this book. I, I hear that they have some regret of putting that out. But um, so, yeah, I believe that these lights, of course, are created by some sort of beings up there. Maybe they're just going about their business, going Absolutely. about their day, you know. But but well, here's what I'm thinking. They're starting, you know, we're talking about starting a colony up there, okay, mm-hmm. on the moon. So... If there are extraterrestrials or Tic Tacs that live up there, I mean, they probably have it all worked out to where us and the Tic Tacs, I guess you want to call them, can live together as one. Doesn't that not sound like it? Or, you know what I mean? Like, converge together. I and maybe that's what, then that's what's happening out in Roswell. They're probably doing some business there with the ETs out in Roswell. And uh, to make life a little bit more simpler when we have a colonization on the moon. Mm, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, 
I'm not so yeah. sure they're going to be. I mean, if you're talking about the underground area 51, are you talking about Dois? Dois? There's so many Dolce. different pronunciations of that, so we're not even going to go there. <laughs> Dolce. But that's, that's you know, that thought just come up, you know, as we were talking earlier about how you think thinking that there's a theory of ETs being on there, then, and we're starting colonies. Maybe they already got something in the program working right now. Mm. We can go maybe from they, there. Maybe well, so they what do you think about it? Awesome. What if... Uh, what if they're starting to make their appearance more known because we're getting close to that? They actually don't want that to happen. Maybe they're trying that's to possible. scare us and, you know, that's cause possible. hysteria here, you know, because right. people will be like, well, you know, what if they are coming from the moon or whatever? I don't want to go up there. You know, if they're right. coming exactly. out already, I don't want to go up there. Out, you know, who knows what's going on? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Victoria, would you like to go to the moon? <laughs> yeah. So I've been asked this question before. So this is the thing. I said no unless they have a Starbucks. Me yeah. too. <laughs> That's definitely <Wow>. Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, I like having things to do. Um, I like being busy. I like research. I like writing. And there, um, I don't want to be just stuck there, you know, just to, to, to see a, a bunch of, you know, stuff. I want to, I want to be, if right now, if they had a colony, I would I wouldn't mind going for a visit. Okay, I don't want a mm-hmm. one way trip to live on in a colony on no. the moon or Mars. I really like it here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. yeah. Would you take a ride up to, in outer space in one of Amazon's uh, spaceships? Yeah, to um, yeah, you, know, you hear that? Yeah. There's a lot so, more to Prime. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, but I'm I kind of have a. A different look at life in the world, you know. I mean, I'm a person that has experienced astral projection, you know, leaving the body and floating up and out. And I really think that you can accomplish a lot of things without spending that kind of money for 10 minutes uh, to go up. I also believe um, getting off topic in uh, life after death. You know, I've had experiences. And I was saying um, on Facebook to someone, you know, um, from me studying near-death experiences, people have said that they've left their body and gone up and above the earth. Okay, Ooh. they didn't all go through tunnels. Yeah. So I believe that we have something big waiting for us. Once we leave here, we are not uh, simply um, humans pinned to earth. We are we are extraterrestrials. In this form, I believe, and we will continue on, and we will be seeing things. So, no, I don't need to spend my last few dollars before retirement to get on <laughs> to get on that so, rocket, unless they're going to send me for free. Yes. Yeah. So, with the way that the uh, the moon controls like tides and everything, I was reading up that it's act the moon is actually moving like three and a half centimeters away from Earth every year. So, obviously, we'll never see this, but. What do we think kind of catastrophic stuff is going to happen, say, th- hundreds of thousands of years, you know, millions of years? That might be the end of the end of the Earth if the moon drifts far enough away. You know, does anybody, you know, try to, you know, we look back in the past at like dinosaurs a million, 65 million years ago, this and that, figuring all that out. Why are, you know, is anybody trying to figure out like, well, if the moon's moving, what's going to happen in millions of years from now, you know, and try and come up with, you know, something. Another uh, spark, some kind of ice age or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, you know, not a scientist. The Earth altogether. It would be, but let's think about this for a second. I mean, we are uh, expanding our technology, you know, um, you know, pretty quickly compared to, I mean, where we were just even a couple of hundred years ago. Some right. people theorize that we have uh, received technology from extraterrestrials that we jumped ahead way too quickly. So by that time, if we don't blow ourselves up first, <laughs> might, we, might we, could we create something, some kind of false moon of our own? You know, if that moon moves, keeps moving further ah, out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be different. To where we don't need the moon, correct? That's right. That's yeah, right. We figure with all the like high tides and stuff, you know, everything would just be out of control without the original, you know, but, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, would people be able to create something to take place of something so massive, you know, for the earth, you know, that's something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know, but you said hundreds of millions of years, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah, hundreds of thousands, you know, millions of years. If, you know, I don't think the Earth's going to be here, honestly. What happens yeah. if the moon just blows up? We will die. Do you believe that, Constance? If it did, I, I, I believe that. Um, from if you look at the ancient writings, there was some life here. There was a people here, and they call them the Arcadians, and they call them the people that lived before the moon. And there are tales of these people that lived. And like I said, one per, one, you know, at least one scientist, and I, I've got to do some more research and talk to some more people, said that the Mars isn't rolling around. You know, um, now, no, there's, we don't know that there's life up there, but the idea is that the moon would not be stabilized and that Earth could, you know, could, life couldn't survive here. I don't think it would be like we know it today if we had no moon. I think we would, uh, a lot of the life would die, but would all of it die? Would anyone survive? And did people, could people go inside by that mm -hmm. time too? Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Could people go inside, just like there may be people, you know, possibly living in the moon, uh, ETs. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, one one thought is that what happens if there were ETs in the moon and they have to take the capability of just leaving? If they came in, could they just leave? Mm. You know, and somebody was uh, who was it was uh, just kind of joking around and said, you know, oh, maybe the government made a deal with the extraterrestrials on the moon because maybe they know that they could leave any time. You know, maybe that's why they didn't go back to the moon. Yeah, they, they didn't the want to. And they said, we'll leave if you keep coming. Remember when they bombed the moon? What if there was actual um, living organisms there that were intelligent and they bombed the moon? If if that was the case, if you were on the moon, if you were one of these um, moon, I don't know what you want to call them. Would they? What was he called? Not Earthlings, moonlings. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> If there was really some kind of intelligent life on the moon and somebody bombed you, wouldn't you bomb back? I would mean, you? Would we? I, mean, you know. I would think so. If you were, if someone bombed us, we would bomb back. Yeah, but, but they have the technology for bombs. Well, right. I would imagine if they're on the moon and they have all these moon bases, they have to have a little bit of technology, don't you, agree, Constant? Well, I yeah, but maybe because they do watch us. It looks like maybe they knew that we were just running a test. Maybe they understood mm -hmm. that what we're doing. It doesn't mean that they took it as an act of war. Maybe they just thought we were crazy. And maybe yeah. that's one reason, you know, He's maybe like that's one hands. reason. They're, right. They're watching us and coming. I mean, there are UFO reports all over. Especially there was one big one today. And I, I know Jason was making light of it. <laughs> there was. It was the same time that they were um, when the uh, all the different Internet what now like all the outrage went out all over the country all the big companies but at the same time there was a, a big ufo report you know i um i, I know jason doesn't day. think so <laughs> no i have to look it up i spend my days deep in research and uh sometimes i don't come up for air and i i my my system didn't go down and i wasn't listening to the news so i'll have to catch it yeah, no. mine went down for a little bit. Um, I was streaming some things and then it went off for a little bit, but then they brought it back. It was all over the news. If you internet, if you Google it, you'll find one after the other uh, companies yeah. that had some issues. Yeah, it's but just, is it because everything's switching to five G and this expanded network crap? Yes, that's yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Switching literally, like right now. If anybody out there uh, knows of anything that might be causing this, uh, please comment in the comments. We'd love to know what your thoughts are on it. Right, Jason? <laughs> well, all I know is I was disappointed I had to go to work on Monday. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and I'll, trust me. I was looking forward to Sunday. Dude, it was listen, a, okay. I just had someone just comment. They said it was a DNS outrage. Now, what is that? Because I don't know what a DNS is. It had nothing to do with 5G, he just said. Apparently, this person's oh, really? way up there in the um, he's in the cybersecurity, so he just is that Mike Bear? <laughs> no, Mike Bear is not in cyber, he's an astrophysicist. I think he's like a rocket, he did rocket stuff, but don't quote me on that. I don't want to get a Nasty email from him. No, no. Uh, if there's any rocket scientists out there, I might have to give us a little, uh, yeah, a 
I'm not, I'm not making light of it. I do believe <laughs> that there are things. I'm I'm seriously disappointed too that there wasn't anything that happened on the July. I don't know, Constant, if you knew of all the big in the UFO community. Um, the July 18th, apparently an abductee said that he was abducted and he was told that they were coming back in July. And one of the dates was July 18th. And they, they were going to make themselves known to the human race. So that's why we're, that's what we're talking about. That. Oh, okay. You know, you know, they always say the uh, third time's a charm. So we had the rapture, which didn't happen. We had <laughs> well, the rapture's not which for didn't sure. Happen. So it's going to be well, maybe the third, whatever will happen. But, you know, there's an awful <laughs> lot of sightings, way more even. There always have been, but there's more than there, there has ever been. And I think something big is coming. Me too. I, I am constantly amazed when I talk to people and they just kind of give me this blank look. You know, I talked about the, you know, the UFOs. I talked about the moon, the weird stuff, uh, crop circles. And they're just like, huh? Um, you don't have much to say about it. It's really weird, but I do think something uh, big is coming, and I think have the same feeling. Yeah, something. Do we have a date? Me. Do we have a date for that one? <laughs> no, because it can't go on the way it is. The world is going. It can't go on. So something has to. And if there is some kind of intelligent life, and there, if there is some, you know, like you said, the um, you could be an ancient um civilization that started Earth. Maybe they're watching and they're saying, "Wow." Something yes. you guys, what you did to our earth, maybe, maybe we are descendants of some kind of ET. Um, that's my philosophy on that. Constance, do you agree with me? I mean, I, I, I do. And, you know, there are uh, reports that extraterrestrials have visited, you know, the, the uh, governments in the past and try to tell them, look, we're not going to let you, you know, blow yourselves up. Yeah. We're not going to let you destroy all the life on this earth. Forget it. Um, we don't have, of course, any proof that that happened. But that, you know, in the 1950s, there was a huge surge of UFOs uh, that, that came in. And that would have been around the same time that uh, they reportedly um, met with some of the governments and said, you can't use that, you know, atomic bomb. Well, okay, we're going to have to, I do apologize for interrupting. We're going to have to leave it at that. We just got the cue. Okay. That is, we're out of time. So <laughs> thank, you, want, oh, thank, thank you, Constance. Post on uh, our Facebook page where they can reach you. But thank you again for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy. Next week, we're going to talk about skinwalkers. So make sure you tune in. And thanks again, guys. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, it's time to vote, vote, vote. Get out there and nominate your favorite podcasts. The People's Choice Podcast Awards voting is up on the 31st of July. So go to podcastawards.com to nominate the following shows. Writers and Illustrators of the Future Podcast in the categories of Education and also Storyteller Drama. The Centralist in the category of Politics and News. That's with show host Joe Montaldo. Science and Beyond in the category of Science and Medicine, also with show host Joe Montaldo. The Outer Realm in the category of Society Culture with show hosts Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. And the Pittsburgh Paranormal Chasing Prophecy in the category of Religion and Spirituality. There's another category that opened up for us recently, the People's Choice, so please select for this category as well. Go to podcastawards.com to vote for these five shows and any others you enjoy listening to. That's podcastawards.com. Remember, voting ends July 31st, so go ahead and get your votes in.